What's up, everybody? It's Jay and Jay with Justin and Jordan. What we got today, Justin? So today, I actually don't know what we got today. To you don't know what we got yeah. today. So we well, we're making up things on the fly. There's some pretty big. There's some pretty big news out there, bro. There's some big ass news. Some new rules. Yeah, new some, rules. Some criminal activity. Yeah. I mean, we do got some news. Um, I I definitely because I've been talking about it for months now. I I definitely want to talk about the new rules. What's the new rules looking like right now, Justin? We could start off with the new rules. Um, I'm about to find it real quick, and then I'll just read it off to you. Man, I'm loving it. For anyone not aware, while Justin looks up the specific rules, um, load managing, you're going to start getting punished for it. Fucking finally. Shit is like seven years too late right now, but at least it's finally happening. Um, we already know who's going to suffer the most from this. I believe Justin's going to read it off to me right now. I believe the first time you get charged, like... 100 bands, then 250 bands, and a million. And then yep. after that, it just keeps going up every time you rest your stars. So hit, hit me with it. Hit me with the official rules. All right. So the new rules. No more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. Perfect. The second one is teams must ensure that star players are available for national TV and in-season tournament games. Perfect. Teams must maintain a balance between the number of one-game absences for a star player in home games and road games with the preference of those absences to happen in home games. Mm -hmm. Teams must refrain from any long-term shutdown or near shutdown when a player stops participating in games or plays in a materially reduced role in circumstances affecting the integrity of the game. For example, Damian Lillard, mm -hmm. team is tanking mm -hmm. and they're trying to shut him out. Um, teams must ensure that healthy players resting for a game are present and visible to fans. Um, the player, the player played in at least sixty-five regular season games. Oh, okay, that's the like the requirements to mm -hmm. like hit for like awards and shit. Mm -hmm. um, this is league honor requirements. The player that is that played at at least sixty-two regular season games suffered a season-ending injury and played in at least eighty-five percent of the regular season games played by his team prior to the player suffering said injury. Okay. The fine system. Yeah, you already detailed the fines. And yeah, that's basically all the rules right there. I, I love it. And um, basically, there is the whole uproar. Well, what's what's a star? What's a star? They 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 made sure to put a rule on that as well. If you made All-NBA or All-Star in the past three seasons, you are a star. And I don't know if you want me to go through every team here who, who counts as stars. I'll just go like through the big ones. Of course, the Hogs. DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, Celtics, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum cannot both rest at the same time. The Bulls, DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic. The Cavs is kind of interesting. You cannot rest Jared Allen, Garland, Mitchell, Mavs, obviously, Kyrie, and Luka. Um, the Warriors. This one's kind of funny to me because you got Steph, obviously, Dre, which is kind of, kind of weird, Wiggins, and then CP3. You cannot be resting CP3 and Draymond Green at the same time. Two that's, guys who that's funny as fuck. at this point in their career aren't really stars. So you can't rest Chris Paul and somebody else at the same time. And Chris Paul is going to need a lot of fucking rest this year. Um, of course, the guys who are going to get punished the most for this really, really, really hope that they actually start fucking playing now. Um, the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. 
Kawhi can't pull this bullshit anymore. Paul George cannot pull this bullshit anymore. But I'm going to be real with you. I think they're still going to try to do it on the sole fact that Ballmer doesn't care about spending money, bro. Yeah, he will spend the bread. I, I think he'll spend the bread if, if Kawhi says, no, I'm going to sit down. He'll spend mm-hmm. the bread, realistically speaking. Lakers, obviously, AD, LeBron. Bucks, Giannis, Drew Hade, Chris Middleton. Timberwolves, another team, one of the few teams that has four stars. Mike Conley, Ant-Man, Cat, and Gobert all qualify for this. Can't rest two of them at the same time. What I love about this, the Knicks, we benefit. Jalen Brunson is not a star. He is not a star currently. Yeah. It's just Julius Randle. Yep. So you could you could rest Brunson and somebody else and just still have Randle out there. We're perfectly good on that, bro. We're, we're chilling. Um, of course, the Suns, Beal, Devin Booker, Durant. And yeah, that's basically all like the most in- interesting ones. And especially we want to highlight kind of like the Clippers who always load manage. The poster child from load managing. The Lakers, where AD gets hurt and LeBron's a little bit older. The Suns, because KD's in the in the latter stages of his career. And, you know, D-Book and Beal are going to need some rest, too, at the same time when KD's hurt. But I'm really, I'm really interested. I'm excited, first and foremost, about this rule. You know my frustrations with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard not playing games. It's been like a running joke since this pod has been on. Like, dude, like... FanDuel needs an over and under on how many combined games they're going to play. And we say, shit, like less than 110. I'll take a bet on less than 110 for 500 bucks, win that money back. I'll, I'll take some shit like that. But like I said before, I think the Clippers are going to be one of the few teams that are going to really like try to maneuver around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like they would be the team to finesse away around this situation. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a problem, but maybe Adam Silver... Comes down like with the hammer really hard, or maybe he increases the fines or some <clears throat> shit. You feel me? Yeah. But damn, yo, the Clippers, the Clippers are gonna suffer. Clippers are really gonna suffer. Kawhi is probably pissed right now. He's looking at his phone, pissed off right now. I'll tell you that much right now. He, he's he's not gonna be ha- too happy about this. Um, I I do like. I don't know how you feel. I do like how they have the whole thing set up with the stars. What a star is, right? Um, and I believe after the All-Star game, if you were a star, so like Brunson, for example, he's going to be an All-Star. Once he makes that All-Star game, I'm pretty sure like the day after, he's now put in that category right next to Julius Randle. Okay. So that also helps things out too. So I, I, I like it. I understand at the start, like you have your outliers, like CP3, you know, guys like Dan, Draymond, Gobert. But as time goes on, this is something you're going to be adjusting to. You feel me? It's something you're going to constantly adjust to. And I, I want this rule to stay around forever. Players need to fucking play, bro. No, yeah. I think this is a good move, especially for the fans and more specifically the casual fans. Because when you have games on nationally that are nationally televised and you got two stars that are supposed to play, one of them is sitting out or both of them are sitting out for whatever reason. And now you just have to watch the product that's there. Mm-hmm. It's not really engaging for the casual fans. Like for us, we'll still watch it. We'll still tune in. But even then, I could I could admit that like I'll be tuned out. Like I don't really like if this certain player isn't there, I'm not really as in tune as I wanted to be before. So I think this is a really good move for the fans. Cause I remember in years past when Zion got drafted and they gave him mad nationally televised games. I know he was like legit hurt. Of course. But like that shit kind of ruins it. Like when they just start giving you all these 
nationally televised games and the sole reason why they gave you those games, that person is not even playing. So yeah, in that in that sense it's actually a good thing. Um we'll see how this how this goes like moving forward. Like like we talked about the Clippers might find a way to finesse and get their way. But I think this could be a thing that works. I don't know any teams that's really gonna try to take those fines because like every team has we just listed off there's probably maybe like maybe half the team half the league has what two stars yeah according by to their criteria just about, yeah. so you could afford resting one guy like you could some teams might implement where one guy sits out this night another guy sits out that night so we might see some things like that that's the way to do it i remember when pop did this shit on a nationally television yes, yo he whenever. started this shit low-key and like it's smart sometimes but it's gotten to a point where shit gets out of control bro i don't really like i don't mind you doing that but like he did that shit in a prime time game against the heat bro he does that shit all the time he's yeah. like tim duncan old that's the reason he's fucking sitting out like yeah, yeah it's <laughs> funny it's funny sometimes so i was like fuck man like now we have everybody getting load managed for whatever fucking reason i dude. would say though if you were, you got to do those at home games though. I feel like that's more, that, that's, that's more and fair. And I like that they, they mentioned that because my thing is imagine this, right? Clippers come into town twice a year yeah. as Knicks fans. Mm-hmm. The garden's already expensive as hell. If we was to go watch the Knicks verse, I don't fucking know, the Wizards, that shit's already going to cost $60 minimum to be in the fucking nosebleed. So imagine the Clippers come into town and then Kawhi and PG are just like, you know what? We love sitting out all the time. Let's sit out this game. That's your one game in New York. You know, that's your one game against the Knicks. I say we used to shell out 150 fucking dollars on that game. And guess what? Who are, who are we watching? Westbrook? An aging Westbrook and Zubat? I'm good on that, bro. Yeah, that's I, why, I, I that's didn't why pay I, to see that. I, yeah, I would be pissed off. I'd be like, I need a fucking refund. I should be paying $40 for this game, bro. I'm not yeah. spending on 150 to watch the Clippers without PG and Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. Do that shit at home. You have 41 games at home. Including for an extra uh, two against the Lakers because they are technically home games too. So you got forty three games at home, bro. Do that shit at home. Don't do that shit when you go out east and for whatever reason, some kid whose favorite player is Paul George. His one time to see him in fucking Washington, in Miami, in New York, and now you sitting out. I'd be pissed off. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd be pissed off because at the end of the day, bro, the NBA is entertainment. It's athleticism, it's a competition, but it's entertainment. And D-Wade has said it before. He said, he said some shit along the lines of like, yeah, I miss the competing, but you know what I miss the most? Like being an entertainer. This is an entertainment business first and foremost, bro. So for guys to sit out games like that, I mean, we see signs of these kids all the time. Hey, like at the Grizzlies game, hey, I fucking flew in from China to see Ja. And like he's sitting out or some shit. You know, it's always some shit like that. I drove all the way. I don't know, from Kentucky to Washington, D.C. to see LeBron and LeBron sitting out at the Wizards game. It's like, shit sucks. Especially that's when you're one chance of the year to see them. That shit sucks. And then the next year comes, try to go again. God forbid they, they rest again. Yeah. Any, any Anything to curb load management, I'm all for it. If, if this shit needs to be tweaked a little bit more because Steve Ballmer does some shit to go around it, I'm perfectly fine with that. A lot of people are, are kind of pissed off about it. Um, the the eleven Clipper fans out there in the world feel personally persecuted right now. <laughs> I'm dead ass. Like those Twitter Clipper fans are like persecuted. They're like, man, the world's against us, blah blah. But this is for the betterment of the league. 
just first and foremost, this is, this is to make the league better and more entertaining. I like that you emphasize national TV games because they they don't, even though I would love for them to flex some shit, they don't really flex shit that often. They, I think the NBA has to go. They only did it one time, but I remember the year after the bubble, they did, they released the first half of the schedule and then they waited, I think, till like around All-Star break and then they released the second half. I wish they go back to doing that shit because like if if God forbids one star player gets hurt in the beginning of the season, take out those national TV games later on. Give in the it year. to someone else. Give it to someone else because I am not trying to see 12 nationally televised games of a team and their star players not even there. Like I remember, uh, what was it? The 2020 Warriors mm-hmm. when Curry fucked up Ow. his hand, Clay Clay's was out. out. KD was gone. Draymond bro, sitting out was, because he didn't want to compete without stuff. Yeah, and he would play some games. Bro, that team had so many nationally televised. Mm-hmm. And it was just D-Lo. I hated that. Like, I hate when they do that shit. So I'm like, if you could flex the games somehow, I feel like that would be the way to go. Start with the first half of the season schedule first, then see how teams play out. And sometimes it doesn't even have to do with injuries. It could just be like, this team we thought was going to be like good mm-hmm. coming into the season. And they're not really on shit. So let's just lower their their games. And it'll also benefit for other teams that we didn't think were, were going to be as good and ended up being better than we thought. Like the Knicks, for example, that year, the year after the bubble. Yeah. yeah. Bro, we no one expected us to be good. And then when they did that second half of the schedule, we got more nationally televised games. I think prior to that, we might have had like three. I guess my thing is like, I don't know how... I don't know the the like the the way that this shit happens, right? The process, yeah. the process of getting those national TV games. I don't know how difficult it is to let's say call up TNT and be like, or TNT or whoever, and be like, hey, we want this specific game locked in. Yeah. I don't know how it works to be honest with you, you know. But if it's possible for them to do that every fucking year, that like, let's say you put the the Heat versus the Clippers on primetime TV in March. Realistically speaking, we know that. Two of Jimmy Butler, uh, Kawhi, and PG are not going to play. Two of them are not going to play. So why not flip flex that and have, I don't fucking know, um, the OKC versus the Cavs. That would be a much more entertaining game. I'd rather watch the Cavs versus OKC fully healthy than an injured Heat team versus an injured or resting Clippers team. That's just how shit works out, bro. But speaking of scheduling, because it's something I, 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 didn't get, I didn't even get to talk to you about beforehand. I want the NBA to, you know how last season we had like the, they wanted to test out kind of like the baseball series type of thing. I think they should do that shit all the time, all year round. Okay. So like, remember, like remember with, um, I think the Pelicans and Suns played back-to-back games against each other. I want more of that. Oh, okay. Like okay, they did okay. that with a couple of teams. A couple yeah. of teams had that shit. They had back-to-back games against each other. Get them out the way. I understand there's the argument of like, oh, but let's say, um. Like, what would be a really exciting game? Like, let's say uh, the Celtics versus, um, I don't fucking know, the Heat, right? Oh, well, if we get all those games, like, in December, we're not going to see them the rest of the year. I'm not going to lie. I would kind of prefer that than having shit all the way spaced out because you get your ass beat, let's say, by the by the Heat in that first game, right? Now you come in that game after thinking, like, damn, I want to bust these guys' ass. Or even then, an alternative would be um, have those two, because they play four games against each other. Have the two Heat game, have the two Miami games back to back, like on a Friday, then a Sunday, 
Then whenever throw it and later on in the season, the two games in Boston, I have it like I don't know on a Monday and a Wednesday and shit like that, and just have the two games back to back. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. keep keep the rivalries fresh and shit because um, you know baseball is solely on my mind right now. Trying to do the football thing, bro. Trying to it's, a little it's bit. It's getting exciting. Man. Trying it's to do a little bit exciting. of the football thing, but you know my main my main lock in is the baseball shit, and obviously like you play the same team four days in a row, three days in a row, then you move on to the next team. Do that shit for basketball, bro. Because I I think when so, solely by your conference too, I'll say that much. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say all right, let's do Celtics versus Lakers in Boston, and then two days later we're going out all the way out to L.A. to do that that game all over again. That's O.D. You feel me? No, you would have to with, keep it in the same within area. your conference. Yeah. Fucking I don't know Hawks versus Knicks. Do the two New York games back to back. Do the two Atlanta games back to back. I don't know. Let's put two in fucking December and the other two in March. You feel me? I, I want to hear your kind of stance on that because um, baseball is very unique. It's like you playing the same fucking team three, four days in a row. If some shit happens in game two where I throw at you, now your next pitch is like, fuck, I'm going to throw at one of their guys. I'm pissed off right now. And that shit boils over, boils over to the last game of the series. And you come back in a couple of months and that shit's still there. That fire's still there. Compared to, I don't know, the Yankees play the Red Sox in one game. And then these dudes go all the way to fucking LA to play the Angels. You feel me? It's not like that. Then that's more oh, yeah. so like the NBA way. So how do you feel about some shit like that? Um, I feel like it would benefit more if it was instead of same conference, do that for same division. I I've told you so many times where we gotta bring division ball back. So for example, Net Celtics, back to back days, and then maybe a month later you do two games in Boston. Mm-hmm. Or uh Sixers Knicks, you do that. And then whatever. But the the funny, the tricky thing about this is I think divisions in NBA, there's five teams for, per division. Correct. So there's always going to be that odd team out. In football, there's four. Mm-hmm. And he's, so everything kind of works out. So I guess you could do it in that sort of sense. You could just have one, you just plug one team in and I guess it just go from there. But I feel like it would benefit more just off divisions because you have the fan bases of all those teams are kind of close by to each yeah, other. Yeah, we could take a we could take a train to Philly right yeah, now. Yeah, we could take a train to Philly. We could drive up to Boston. Mm-hmm. Like we got two teams in New York, so it benefits us. Oh yeah, Tor- Toronto's in our division yeah. too. So yeah, if I think keeping it in the same division would would be the way to go cuz you got all those fan bases kind of near to each other. Some of them are kind of like out the way like like uh, what is it? What is it? Damn, what's the name of the division? The West. It's like so fucked up. The Northwest, right? Northwest. You got the Blazers, and you got the Nuggets. Fuck, who else? You have you have the Blazers. You have the Nuggets. You have the Timberwolves. You Grizzlies are are they Southwest? They might be Southwest. I guess yeah. it's all. My point is, it's all fucked up, bro. Look at the map. Like, well, even even, <laughs> even looking at the map, it's like all right. So you got all right. So it's Memphis. Pelicans, the three Texas teams. Memphis is damn near an East team. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, they well they made that argument to make the uh, the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves like an Eastern Conference team, but like yeah, so it's the Blazers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, Blazers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder. Who are we fucking missing though, bro? Like that that's my that's where my confusion comes yeah. in. There's one more that we missing. You said Blazers, Nuggets, Jazz, um, Jazz, Timberwolves. Who are we forgetting? Because the Kings. You said Thunder too. Thunder, Nuggets, Blazers, Timberwolves, Jazz. There we go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah. but it's like they're all fucking separate. Yeah, they're all scattered, yeah. Like OKC to, to Portland is a fucking mess. But I I do like what you kind of say, but that just brings up another point I have. I want 
I want divisions to mean more again, bro. I understand we had one. We literally had one fuck up year. It was just one year of the fuck up. That was 15, 16 or 14, 15 was the last time we had it, right? When the Blazers won their division, they were the three seed. And there was like two or three teams better than them record wise. It was like the Spurs were better than them and somebody else. I understand where people are coming from with that. Yeah. But basketball is better when there's rivalries, right? And I'm sure we've had this talk already before privately numerous times. I don't know if we had this talk on the pod, but it's like, there's like no real rivalries anymore. It's like LeBron versus the Warriors, which is about to die out. Yeah. And then Lakers, Celtics, and Celtics Heat. Yeah. There's there's no other there's no other real tension. Like we could pretend to be hype about about Philly and Sixers, but let's be real. Sixers, even in beats, says it, they whoop our ass every time. Can you name one other rivalry besides those three rivalries that exist in the NBA right now? I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> I feel like every quote unquote rivalry rivalry is kind of just like one sided and just made up by the media just to like hype up the fans. But yeah, like, I oh Bucks Heat is a rivalry. So there's like four, but that's it. Yeah, Bucks Heat, that's a good one. But it's like you go into football, right? You got Eagles, Giants, uh, Giants, Cowboys. I well, everyone, everyone in the division hates each other. Basically, yeah, we hate each other. I wouldn't even call us rivals, no, because the Cowboys been whooping our ass. But you, you know what I mean, like just in no, general, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, like, there's always gonna be tension, no matter who, whether it's Eli fucking Manning versus um, what's his fucking name from back then? That that the quarterback Tony Romo, then. Tony Romo, whether it's Eli Manning, Tony Romo. Or Dak Prescott versus Daniel Jones, or you want to go back 30 years, or you want to go forward 30 years. That's one thing Those I love. Those things are going to hate each other. That's one thing I love about football. The divisions, yo, every, any team that's in whatever division, whatever team you're a fan of, they always hate the other team in the division. That's what I'm saying, but it's the same. Packers fans the hate same Bears baseball, fans, yeah. and vice versa. It's Even just, though they're not rivals, the Packers been whooping the Bears ass every year, but they hate each other. I don't know how hockey works. I don't know if hockey's division is strictly conference, but like you say with football, and I forget, because, you know, I don't watch football, I don't know divisions. Yeah. But I remember I, I would, like, see, like, TikToks and shit, like, joking about this, like, this is, like, the fucking most deadly division. It's it's the one where it's, like, what? It's, like, the Ravens. Ravens. Um, oh, AFC North. Yeah. What is that? It's, like, Ravens, Ravens Browns. Browns, Bengals, Bengals, Steelers. Steelers, yeah. They yeah. all fucking hate each other. Niggas be fucking each other up in That's that division. That's a tough-ass division. But it's, like, no matter who's on that team, in 20 years, they're still going to hate each other, right? Yeah. No they're matter. always going to hate each other. Um, this whole Knicks Nets rivalry that's just dead already. Katie and Kyrie are gone. The, yeah, I don't gone. give a fuck about playing them no more. Yeah, those games where we would always keep it close, and Randall would fuck up in the last possession and get mad at the refs, get in the refs' face. That happened like every single time in the twenty twenty one season, right? Yeah, he would he would fuck up on the last play and then go yell at the refs and shit. And it's just like that's just gone now, bro. Do do the Heat and the Magic care about playing each other? No. Do do the fucking Hawks yeah, care about I beating wish the that Hornets? Was a rivalry. It like, should be. When I was younger, I used to be like Heat and Magic, yo. I would hate each other. Same fucking state. They don't give a fuck. But like, even then, even like with Dwight, Dwight versus the Big Three, even though that lasted what like two seasons, there was no heat in that. I don't even think they played any any fucking playoff series against each other. Nah. But it's like they don't give a fuck about that. And that, that's always been my my one gripe about the NBA, bro. You said it with football. They always gonna fucking hate each other. When Daniel Jones leaves in fucking 10 years, they got a new QB. When the Cowboys get their new QB in 10 years, guess what? They still fucking hate each other. But in basketball, when a guy leaves, that's it. It's gone. Baseball, Red Sox, Yankees always going to hate each other. Dodgers, Giants always going to hate each other. 
Cardinals and and Cubs, whether they both suck, whether they got Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, they're gonna fucking hate each other, my nigga. That shit's always gonna be there, bro. And it it sucks because in every division in baseball, you have minimum one rivalry, except the AL Central. I'm be honest, they all ass. You're gonna have minimum one rivalry. There's two, three, four, sometimes five rivalries in division with five fucking teams, bro. But then in the NBA, you go through every every fucking division. Do the Giants care about beating OKC on a random Tuesday? They don't give a fuck, bro. The Yankees and Red Sox just played each other to see who's going to get out of last place. And, and we won that series and we were fucking hype. None of us are going to make the fucking playoffs. But it's like if if the, the Blazers play the T-Wolves in a fight for like the eight seed even, there's like no tension in that shit. And the next time they see each other, I say the Blazers beat them and they and they get in next year and they, they get into it next year in the game. Nothing's going to fucking happen, bro. And you would think playing games after beating a guy, you know, coming next season, like, damn, this is the guys who kept us out of the playoffs and shit. There's no fucking heat. Yeah. There's there's no beef in that shit. You think the T-Wolves are going to come into this season like, shit, we mad at the fucking Lakers, man. We mad at the fucking Lakers because they beat us in a playing game. They don't give a fuck, bro. No, yeah, that's true. Teams I, just don't, don't I feel like a, a lot of the rivalries was just like whatever player was there too mm-hmm. at that at that point in time and also what fucks it up too is like like players like leaving yeah like players forcing them their way out like i remember okc golden state was a rivalry yeah that was a rivalry and then kd went to the warriors but even after he left it was a rivalry low-key one-sided but it was a rivalry i think it was just that that first meeting first matchup was mm-hmm. just so hyped up mm-hmm. but after that it kind of just died down like i remember it was one game that Paul George had like 40 on them, but that game doesn't really get talked about. I feel like the one game that gets talked about was when KD came back. They were calling him a cupcake, all mm-hmm. that shit. He got in Russ's face or the game when they went to Golden State and Russ fucking traveled with the ball. Mm-hmm. Like those are like. Yeah. The, and crazy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's just funny. Yeah, he like, just trips like, I don't know. Those are like the two games that get talked about post like KD Thunder era. But like after that, they don't really, we don't really talk about Thunder Warriors like that, and then even uh, Bulls Heat was fire. That was a even rivalry. when D Rose would go down. That was that fire. was that was a rivalry, mm-hmm. and then that shit died out. Like Bulls Heat now is like what the fuck? Like well, did- could, I, you could say I'm being biased. So sometimes it just feels like a LeBron thing. Now you could say Heat versus Pacers, but like it, it kind of just feels like LeBron because yeah. even when he went to the Cavs, he had some little bit of static with them. When he went to the Cavs. He had some sort of static with the Bulls. You feel me? So it kind of felt like a little bit more LeBron versus Bulls. LeBron versus Celtics, obviously. Cavs the yeah. first time, the Heat, Cavs the second time. You feel me? It's not like it's not like the if if they were to face the Cavs with Kyrie for some reason, if they made if they made the playoffs, they're like, yeah, we still fucking hate the Cavs. You know they don't a, give a fuck. You know it was a low-key rivalry? Uh Clippers Warriors. Yeah, but that was like for like two years. You yeah, feel me? but it was like they hated each like other. Two, three years, yeah. yeah. But that was like a low, that's why I say low key rivalry. But then once the Warriors took off, it wasn't even like. When they were in the same spot, it was a rivalry. Like 13, 14, 14, 15. Obviously, before we knew the Warriors were going to win a championship, like that that Western Conference playoffs in 2014, 15, it's like, you don't know. They you used to bat. They were in the same spot. Yo, that 2014 playoff series when they went to seven yes. and the Be- Clippers won? Because you got to yeah. understand, it was in the same spot. It was basically like, all right. The Spurs is about to age out. Like obviously Kobe's out. Like who the fuck is gonna rule the West for like the next four years? Yeah. You both got your star point guards and shit. You got you got two. Well, Draymond wasn't a star yet, but like you have 
borderline star versus star power forward against each other. You know, it's it's two great dynamic duos. They're right there on the cusp of being champions and shit. It's just that the Warriors took off and never looked back. Would you count Rockets Warriors as a rivalry? That was a rivalry. A hundred fucking percent. A hundred percent. Um, because you had Harden versus Curry battling for MVPs, right? They, they Harden came in second, 14, 15, 15, 16, obviously he was an eight seed. He, he didn't really have a, ch- a chance, but he still averaged like 28 that year. Yeah, Niggas want to call him ass and say it was empty stats. He averaged 28 that year, some shit like that. But then you go and so they played 14, 15, 15, 16 against each other. They got, they got whooped in 15, 16 as an eight seed. Yeah, they lost in the first round. Yeah. 17, 18 was so heated, bro. Seven. Oh yeah, that was the they were right there. Miss. They were right there. CP three, and then the CP three element because CP three fucking hates the Warriors, bro. Yeah, he hates the Warriors. He wants to beat Steph so badly. He wants to beat. Remember the him laughing at Steve Kerr, and then just not. He's not smiling anymore. And then you remember, was it twenty nineteen? Where uh, eighteen nineteen as well. Yeah, KD goes down instead, and now there's no more excuse of oh you only beat us because CP three went down because now KD went down. I forgot what it might have been the last game when Curry was out shooting. Before the game, yeah, and, and CP3 like, was like, get, get out. out, get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does, he, even though he's a warrior now, he does not like the Warriors, he, he bro. He does not like stuff, yo. <laughs> and it's like, and the reason yo. I say, and the reason I, to go back to my initial point about the, se- the season series being like back-to-back games and shit, right? Like the Pelicans and Suns, like remember the start of last year, people were like, oh, Pelicans are the one seed. They just got mad that Zion, Dong Zion just busted their ass or whatever. I was hype. I was like, yo, this could be a real rivalry, two young teams they both want to be good. They both want to be contenders and shit. They both got their star in Book and Zion. Because, you know, this was before KD and obviously way before Bradley Beal. And it's just like, there's no, t- there's not going to be no tension now. And they just played in a playoff series too as well the year before that. So it's like, they don't give a fuck this season. Not yet. It's not like Zion's going to come in and be like, yeah, I, I fucking hate Devin Booker. I hate the Suns, whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's just another game, bro. And it's unfortunate because like, it just hasn't been a thing in basketball forever. I mean, you go back then, 30 years ago, like, for example, Bulls hated, Bulls and, and Cavs hate each other. Bulls and, and Pacers hate each other. Bulls and Knicks. Bull, well, even just, I'm just going through division. Bulls through division. and Pistons. Then you go out. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Knicks and Celtics were a rivalry back then. Um, you had Celtics Sixers were a rivalry back then. You had all these fucking rivalries. The West, now that I think about it, didn't really have rivalries. I solely felt like an East thing, you know? But yeah. that, you can't really name one big rivalry in the West because it was just Lake, Lakers were like stopping same, everybody. Like same division? Same division or same yeah. conference even. Because the Lakers yeah. played somebody new every single year in the conference finals. I feel like, yeah, I wouldn't call them rivalries. I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call them rivals, but I felt like Lakers and Rockets... Back in the day, especially in the eighties, okay, they yeah. had a lot of battles. They beat them one time. The Rockets beat them the one yeah. time they lost to the Celtics. Yeah. Ralph Sampson, Hakeem, yeah, yeah, they beat them in round one. Was that was that Hakeem's rookie or second? I think it was the second year. Um, eight, 86, They went to the finals, and then nineteen eighty one. That was before Ralph. Yes, of course. That, that was, was Moses Malone. As yeah, well. Moses Malone. They, they, that was before Ralph Sampson, before Hakeem. They beat the Lakers in round one. And that was the Lakers that just won the chip. And then Ralph and Hakeem beat them again in 85, 86, I think it was. Yeah, so 80, that's Hakeem's second year. Yeah, that's when they went to the finals. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then they lost. But it's yeah. like, besides that, it's like, which a lot of people don't want to talk about, by the way, which is a whole nother point I'm not going to go into. Magic kind of had, a, people want to say LeBron had a weak conference. Magic low-key had a weak conference too. It was stomping motherfuckers because... Teams just weren't as good as them. I think they played the Mavs one year in the conference finals. 
and who's on that fucking team like Sam Perkins and Mark Aguirre the Rock, the Rockets were probably the toughest that's team. it but that's it yeah they had they had nothing else because I feel like all the tougher shit was in the East like of course Celtics Sixers Mm-hmm. Um, the Knicks, Knicks, Bernard King, the Bulls started coming up. The Bulls later. came up. The Bucks were very fucking the good. Bucks Sydney was, Moncrief. Yeah, Sydney Moncrief. Yeah. Um, Dominique Wilkins. The Hawks. The yeah. Hawks and the Celtics. Another fucking rivalry. That was another one too. There was mad rivalries back then, but that's also because they played more games against each other. Which is kind of another question I want to ask you: Would you alter the schedule system on games played against each other? Like my, here's the thing. I don't know if the math works out, right? I didn't do the fucking math. Yeah. I don't know if the math works out. But what if you take, because everybody in the conference plays against each other four times, correct? Yeah. What if the teams outside your division, like you just take away one game out of all those, you play three teams, you play those teams three times a year out of your division and you just pull all those fucking games into your division. Again, I don't know how the math works. But if that was to give more in division games and you don't sacrifice the interconference games, I would fuck with that. Mm. Like if the Knicks played the Bucks three times instead of four, and that meant even just one extra game against the Celtics, that could change everything to do with a fucking rivalry, bro. In my yeah. opinion. But the but then the difficulty is like, oh, who gets the leftover home game? You Not feel yet. me? But I I want I want some shit like that, bro. Yeah, so you, bad. You'd dude. have to figure it out. You gotta have forty one and forty one home and away games. That would be some shit to figure out, but... If I, you could get conference game, If you could get division games to be six games against each team, I would fuck with it. So you get your three and three. But like you said, someone got to do all the fucking math. I'm just spitballing. I just came up with that in my brain. Like, damn, what if we just take away the conference games? Just one game from each fucking team. Because you'll be taking away, what, like nine games? Nine, ten games, I believe. And you just throw it all into one fucking pool, bro. Yeah. I would fuck with that way more, to be honest with you. And if it is, you're taking away 10 games. That's just two extra for the division. If my yeah. math ain't fucked up. Because I'm not doing all the work. Maybe I could do the work. Come back next time. Maybe work out. But I would like to see more Knicks out to games. Like two more Knicks out to games. See if that causes a rivalry. Um, see more Clipper Lakers. Now that there's no more you know, bullshit with the, with the resting. With the load management. Just a couple more games of these teams. Against. Lakers versus Suns. If they have a, two more games against each other, bro, that's, that rivalry gets even more heated, bro. Yeah. Got a playoff series against each other already. KD and LeBron comes back as, 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 a, as a one-on-one rivalry type shit. I would fuck with it. Another thing, too, I feel like nowadays, um, like, fans are more so, pl- like, they're fans of players rather than teams. That's that's a problem, too. Yeah. I'll admit that. I don't, I don't think you see that. And any other sport, because like me? I, I've never like in in basketball, it's so common. Like I've mm-hmm. heard so many players like wherever Paul George goes is where I go. Do you, oh, like dude, I, I never, I never heard nobody say, "Oh, wherever Aaron Donald goes." Yeah, I was just about to ask you: Is there anyone? <laughs> is there anyone like on Twitter? Like, let's say, like, and they bother. Like, yeah, I'm from fucking Boston. Shit, they're like, I'm a Joe Burrow fan. Like wherever Joe, Joe Burrow goes, Burrow I go. I'm like, well, he's gonna be locked in for a while. Because you don't like. I'm asking you because you watch football. Like in baseball, you don't see that. Like, no, I'm only an Aaron Judge fan. I'm only a Trout fan. I'm yeah, only like. I, I'll take it back though. There's there's some casual fans that are just like. Oh, wherever Otani goes, but it's literally just Otani, bro. Anyone else? Yeah, he's you, a free agent, so I guess like. But you're not gonna see anyone else who's gonna be like, I'm I, a Mookie Betts fan. Yeah, like I feel like the only other sport where people do that is maybe soccer. Yes, but, yes, 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 yes. But yes. but even then, 
to, to soccer's defense, because I watch soccer, soccer has the most intense rivalries of any other fucking sport. Yeah. So you might have those guys who are just like, I like Messi, I like Ronaldo, wherever the fuck they go. Yeah. You know, you got teams where, because we come from a small town. Imagine we had our own soccer team. Like there's there's teams in England in towns our size, and let's say our neighboring town, which we're not going to name, if they have their own team, those people fucking hate each other. Mm-hmm. And they're like in the seventh division, bro. <laughs> and they'll death start fighting each other and shit. They'll throw flares at each other and shit, which I'm not condoning and wanting us to do now. We kind of got that because I saw some shit with... With like the commanders and like Ravens or some shit fighting each other. Some dude knocked out a fan. That shit happens all the time. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. yeah the one dude getting held back and the other dude started just beating on him. He was just eating oh, that yeah. shit. No, was it? That was... um. I think it was command or 49ers and Ravens. Some shit like that. It was... Or, or commanders nah, and Ravens. Nah, the funny thing about that was it wasn't even Ravens playing. It was commanders and fucking Cardinals. But that dude just had a Ravens like shirt. He just had a Ravens yeah. jersey. Okay, some guy okay, was okay. like, you gotta, you gotta stay with the birds. What the fuck? <laughs> so he just pulled up to a random game with... Without the team playing, yeah, nah, but yeah, um, I guess you could say soccer zone when you do it, but basketball's like really bad. Like those KD fans on Twitter and Bleach Report, that I'll see. There's like one guy on Bleach Report, bro, in the comments. Like he, he, first of all, he used to have like a KD and like as a net profile pick. He went to the Suns. He changed it to like KD and book. I'm like, you are so fucking corny, bro. Like I, I hate that shit. Not yeah. Like you'll never see me be like, damn, once. Jalen Brunson gets traded. I'm going with him. Exactly. Bro, I just like you, the fucking Knicks, You bro. only see that shit in basketball. It's bro. only basketball. Because, ba- like, in football, there's no, like, player movement like that. Like, I don't remember the last time, like, a quarterback, like, in his prime was like, get me the fuck out of here. But let's say, like, Odell, for example, right? Yeah. Because people love him. He's, like, a social media dude. He want to do his fucking dances and shit and tear his fucking knee while dancing and shit. He moves around a lot. Do you ever see anyone like in the Twitter spaces or whatever just be like, damn, I'm just rocking with Odell? Giant, fucking Ram, I've whatever seen... he is, Brown. But I feel like the people that do follow Odell, a lot of them are really like casual. It's Because so he, he hasn't been elite since like, for, for a while. Yeah. Even I know that too. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah. But nah, bro. It, it's uh, His name just holds a lot of weight. Yeah. Well, because yeah. one hand catch and dance moves, you feel me? Yeah. I, you you I, you know I'm not even a casual in football, but that's all I know him for, and that's what a lot of people like him for. You feel me? And his fucking hair. But basically, because we kind of went off on a tangent, the finalizing point, the conclusion, which we both agree on, NBA, Adam Silver, find a way to bring back rivalries, whether it is adding more division games, whether it is incentivizing a division winner, something, bro. Change of schedule, I don't know. Something back to back series against each other. That's the idea. That's the most plausible that they should actually look towards. Two two Lakers Suns games. Do both the Phoenix games back to back. Do both the the LA games back to back. That I would incentivize. That's something that Adam Silver should really look into. The other bullshit. It's ideal. Like it, it's like a fancy thing. I hope it happens. But do the back to back series, bro. I, I think it would do a lot for basketball. Devin Booker feels to lose against LeBron. On a Friday, he's going to want to come back with Avengers on that same Sunday. You feel me? And maybe that heat carries over all the way to February when they play each other twice again in LA. That's basically my conclusion. Bring back the fucking rivals, rivalries, bro. Bring back bring back some heat to the fucking games. Because it low-key feels a little soulless, bro. You know what's funny, too? NBA, they low-key been trying to do that. Well, last year they did it. They had yeah. that NBA Rivals Week mm-hmm. bullshit. But they're going off like... 
what they think is, is a rivalry. rivalry. But you can't force a rivalry, you feel yeah. me? I, I can't go out and say, you know what? Um, Hawks and Magic, y'all are rivals now because you're in the same division. Yeah. That's not a fucking rivalry, bro. Yeah. I, I don't like I don't like the ideas of rivalry week because that's just, just corny, bro. That's nah, corny. Don't you, don't force it. Let it happen. Yeah, like that Knicks Hawks, that was forced as fuck. It, now it's forced. Back then, in our playoff series and that and that season after, it was authentic. Now people who even try to do the fuck Trey Young shit now, if they was to do that this season, that should be corny. Said, bro, that series was three years ago now. I didn't almost. even I didn't really see it as a rivalry. It was it was though. It was it was just like a a series and then but then after that it was real though the 20 the 21 yeah the 21 22 season, season it was it was real but this past season i didn't give a fuck about them this season i'm not gonna give a fuck about them unless they do something you feel me or unless we do something to them i feel like it's more real when you play each other in multiple playoff series yeah that's when it gets more real that's why bucks and Heat. like if we had we played them again in the playoffs this year it would have been cool and we bust their ass then it could be like a conversation but we don't see that, oh, yeah, you feel we, me? Yeah, we don't see that. The only time we see repeat matchups is Celtics, Heat, Heat, Bucks. Heat Pacers back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. But like I'm talking about right now. So I said Heat, Heat, um, Heat, Heat, Celtics, Heat, Bucks, Bucks, Celtics. It's just those three teams, you know, yeah. cycling through each other. You feel me? Because yeah. Philly is not a rival of anybody at this yeah. point in time. I feel like we always, I feel like I've seen a lot of us Philly Celtics uh playoff matchups they, well yeah they've had three i think yeah. they've had three just in the last decade you feel me but it's like philly got their ass busted every single time it's not it's not a rivalry every if they time. were one and two in playoff series okay you feel me but they're oh and three bro they're not yeah. a rival yeah they played this past season 2018 mm -hmm. 2020 mm -hmm. shit that was it right yeah yeah it was three i remember this rookie ben boy. simmons yeah, bubble and this past season. You're I, right. You're correct. I also remember 2012. They, they played Philly. <laughs> round yeah. two. Yeah, round two. Round two, they, they upset the Bulls because D-Rose unfortunately got hurt. Yeah. You feel me? But yeah, let's let's talk about... I don't want to go too deep into it because I don't even think he deserves the attention. You feel me? But it kind of is still news because now the Rockets are trying to trade Kevin Porter Jr., after, of course, the criminal charges, beating up his girlfriend, who's a former WNBA star, right? Former? And you yeah, follow WNBA former, more than yeah. me. Former WNBA star or player. I don't know if she was a star, but that doesn't matter at this point. Uh, not even going to comment on him. He, he's already going to get locked up, whatever. Getting his what was deserved of him. But the Rockets trying to trade him is crazy, bro. Yeah, that looks crazy. That's kind of what I want to talk about more. How the fuck are you going to come out here and be like, all right, now let's try to trade him? Even if you attach picks to him, why do you think one for PR reasons? Why would you think that's smart? Two, who the fuck is gonna take that? Even if you give picks and you guys suck, if they was to tell the Knicks, even like, yo, we know we're gonna suck this year. We'll give you our unprotected pick, bro. Not even like, oh, if we get first, it's ours and everything else is unprotected. If they was to try to offer us an unprotected pick, I'm not taking that shit, bro. No, bad that shit makes us look, bro. And even if he was to come back, we don't even need him on our fucking team. I'm just trying to think of some fucking like GM that's like so crazed with winning that he's like, I actually might do it. Hold on. I, yeah, I'm not even trying to be funny. Maybe like Daryl Morey, but that's it. <laughs> I was thinking Danny Ainge too. Danny yeah. Ainge? Uh, nah, I don't think he'll do some crazy shit. But like yeah, that. I don't think. I he... think Daryl Morey might. No offense to Daryl Morey, but I feel like he might be the only one who'll do that shit because 
he low key might kill two birds in one stone. He'll he'll get a fucking pick, and he could send off James Harden by itself yeah. to Houston. Yeah, they used to be like, yo, Danny Ainge would send his, he would trade his grandma. He <laughs> would, nah, but wait, now nah, me thinking, me thinking. Yeah. If we just talking about all time GMs, <laughs> Sam Hinkie would do it. Yeah, hell Sam yeah, Hickey would fucking do yeah, it. He would do it. Sam Hickey would be like, "Ah, uh, actually, give me this pick and the twenty six pick." I'm pretending. He would have been like, um, "No shot, I'm doing that trade." He's like, "We'll give you a first He's like, "He would be like, oh, yeah, I'll take that shit." He's like, "So Kevin Porter, huh?" Okay. So Kevin Porter, huh? Dude, yes, he he would he would he would take it. But yeah, dude, I I don't know if you have any input on that shit. It's, it's a really nasty situation overall. Nah, yes, yeah, it's, it's very very sad. That this had to happen. Uh, and this is like, this is the last strike for Kevin Porter Jr. Because like coming into the league, he already had a lot of shit. And there was, he yeah, he had as shit. As a rookie, yeah. As a rookie. And then like the shit with the Cavs, like, I'm, what the fuck? He had like a tantrum in the locker room or He had a shit? tantrum, I think, with the coaches and shit, like assistant yeah. coaches and shit. Like he just has attitude problems. Yeah. And I There's remember. There's no other way to say it. I remember when he when he got traded to the Rockets. I think he only got traded for like a second rounder. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, "It was a steal." I was, was like, "Yo, that's a steal, steal for Houston." Because I'm like, "This kid is good. If he just like puts it all together, like this could be like a good pick." But like this situation is very like sad, and it's like this is he just fucked up his last chance. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, after this, I, he might have played his last season in the NBA. Like I don't see him coming back from this. He's not, well. I don't want to say never. Miles Bridges is back. I don't want to say never. <sighs> I don't know if that's, that's just, crazy. That I, I don't know if that's just like a Hornets thing. I don't know because all the Hornets are out of control anyway. So they're just like you know what, like Kai Jones just. People would think he's perked up on live. I don't know what the fuck he was on. I don't, uh, I don't know if it was perks. I don't know. I don't know if he was sipping mud. Whatever. He was some type of fucked up. Everyone on that roster is fucked up, so they're just like, let's just bring back a fucked up guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like him coming back would be, it's very unlikely, I'd want to say. Yeah. There's always a chance, though, but it's Um, very unlikely. Yeah. I guess if he, all right, I'll say there's like a 1% chance he comes back, and if he does, he will be on Charlotte. Mm -hmm. If not, (laughs) if not, he'll probably be like in Shanghai. Or something. But, like, I don't see him coming back to the league. Especially, um, this is a, a former WNBA player. That's what I was going to say, too. So, yeah. this is, like, we're trying to expand. This is a... <laughs> she is a known, like, player in the, in the WNBA. Well, former player. So, th- this is a different light. No, just, like, I'm not even trying to, like... Talk. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's not about that. She has more value than yeah, some I'm not random trying, yeah. girl. Yeah, I'm not whatever. trying to say she has more value. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just that for a look for the NBA, how yeah. they subsidize this, w, this league, how they... um. How so many players come out, go out of their way to support this league and shit like that. I know exactly what you mean. Like, there's yeah. a bad look and there's a stain. Yeah, and there's players, there's some fans that are fans of NBA and WNBA. So it's like you have mix of fans in in each um in each team in each mm-hmm. um franchise. So it's like it's a very 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 bad look for not only the Houston Rockets but for the NBA too. But I don't know. I feel like him getting a, another chance is like I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 over for him. Hopefully, unless, like you said, Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte will take anybody. Charlotte will be the only way. Charlotte will take anybody. Lamelo speeding, book night with the gun. 
Miles Bridges beating up his girlfriend. PJ Washington, baby mama drama. You know what's funny? Like, we missing some names too. Like, Kai Jones. We still missing names. Because I think there's like seven guys that have done some fucked up shit already on that roster. To them, them, it's like, what's, what's number eight? You feel me? But that's like a starting. That's a terrible starting. That's like the, the jailblazers, but even worse, bro. It's really yeah. fucking bad. So I said LaMelo, Booknight, Bridges, PJ Washington, Kai Jones. That's already a starting five. You feel me? I don't know who I'm missing. Oh, damn. It's just trouble. Yeah, this is... I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, Amari Bailey. He, I mean, he didn't do nothing. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I want to ask you something, though, because I did say the Lakers should be the favorites to win a championship. Um, Of course, the one thing that, that makes basketball unique, one player can affect winning solely by themselves, basically, right? Yeah. This is why a GOAT debate is so much easier in basketball than in football. You know, Tom Brady's not, he's not, you know, getting picks. You know, he's not getting interceptions and running into the, the touchdown. Um, fucking, I guess Otani's the only difference, but you're not, the regular guy isn't pitching and hitting or even pitching, hitting and fielding. You feel me? Yeah. Basketball, you got to score. You got to play make for your guys. You got to play defense. You're responsible for everything, right? One guy. Could change a fucking franchise, right? Which is why the GOAT debate is so much different yeah. compared to any other sport. LeBron. Always, always, a, always a subject when it comes to the GOAT. Fifth championship, let's say, this season. Four MVPs, should be five. Um, all these various accolades. Most points, about to score 40,000. Like, does a fifth championship really change anything for you? Because, like... Five championships, like I said, four MVPs. Could have been five. Could have been six, honestly. Could have been all the way to six, bro. There were some MVPs he was robbed of. Which ones? So you could argue 2011 should have been his. You feel uh, me? I disagree with that. 2011 could have been his. I disagree. One of Steve Nash's could have been his. Um, 2018 was LeBron's best offensive season. You could you could make an argument to give that to him, but the two that I would strongly stand... The one I stand on the most... 2011 with D Rose. That's when I'll stand the most. That's when I'll stand 10 toes down. Steve Nash won, which was, I believe, 05 06. I'll give him some type of argument there. And then, you know, like 18, 13, 14, like you can make some sort of arguments. You feel me? But 2011 is the one I stand the hardest on. 2006, he has a shout out. He could have, he could have, he could have been the youngest MVP, I'm pretty sure. At that point in time, if he won in 2006, which he low-key should have. I mean, t- 2006, I don't really know that much like about at that time. Like, I just know the heavy, everybody, the big conversation was Kobe. Um, Man, he didn't even finish top three, though. I'm not, I'm not entertaining that shit. Exactly. It was LeBron. It was Nash, LeBron, and Dirk, I think, in that order. Yeah, okay. So, I won't really speak on 2006 that much. Uh, 2018, I flirted with the idea of LeBron maybe winning winning that one mm-hmm. but i the rockets that year were just crazy and james harden was a big part of that mm-hmm. i guess if the cavs i guess they just did that just based on seeding cuz the cavs that year were a 4 seed they were the 4 seed so, they won 50 games with all the turnover yeah and all the turnover i'm not going to lie that that one is the one where i'm like he could have won that one that's his but, best offensive season ever yeah but to me 2011 nah i think derrick rose deserved that one cuz just all the shit that just cultivated into that season is just 
going from this season, the the last season to to the next, I feel like that one Derrick Rose deserved that one, and it was just like that was LeBron's first Heat year. Yes. So off rip, he's joining the Miami Heat. You got D Wade that year, who was still like he was still good. He yeah. was still like that. He was all NBA. The second. first and second year, he was still good. After that, his knees gave out. Yeah, yeah. He was all NBA second team that year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he averaged like 25, 26 a game. Okay. So automatically, just having that is like, it already kind of fucks you over. Like, and then for the, like, I remember, bro, that 2010, 2009, 2010 Bulls team, they they won 41 games. They were the eighth seed. And then the year, the next year, Tom Thibodeau, rookie head coach, they win 62 games. They had the best record in the league. And that's what the Spurs there, the champion Dallas Mavericks. You had the the Lakers that just came off a chip, the Heat, Celtics. Like that, like it was a stack. Like the NBA, that was like the time you had the thunder, the young thunder. Like mm-hmm. that was a stacked time. And like the Bulls with fucking with twenty two year old Derrick Rose, that was the best team in the league. And that, and a lot of it was because of him. Because like you got to remember that year, Joakim Noah missed hella games. And uh, Carlos Boozer was our key. Well, I'm saying our, but nigga, I'm a D Rose. Well, you like D Rose? Yeah, D Rose. That's what it is. So I was watching games like crazy. So Carlos Boozer was like the key signing, and he missed a shit ton of games. So you, you know who was starting for for the Bulls? Fucking Kurt Thomas. Okay. Kurt Thomas was starting for the Bulls. No space and no nothing. Second best player was Luol Deng. No, I love Luol Deng, but like Luol, no, let's let's respect Luol Deng. I'm not going to interpret, but let's respect Luol Deng. No, I, yeah, I, I love Luol Deng, but like compared to like D Wade and like all these other teams with their second star, he was not holding a candle to, the, to these guys. I think he he averaged like 17 as a second guy, which is good, but like at that time it was like, and there was also no second like ball handler on that team. Like outside of D Rose, the only other person that handled the ball for that team was like CJ Watson. And he only he only played like ten minutes a game. Like he wasn't playing like that. D Rose was literally the engine to that team. He was he was literally every and he played eighty one games that year. He I think the year prior they ranked I think it was like twenty seventh in offense. And then his MVP year they were eleventh. And then the years after he got hurt, they just started slowly dying down which just shows you he was that whole team and I, I think he did deserve that year LeBron LeBron was obviously good but like he, I'm gonna didn't even finish two but the, yeah and that's <laughs> that's the thing though but here's my here's my counter to that like you got the best record in the league that's fine we've seen a lot of MVPs not go to the best record in the league yeah we saw Russ win as a sixth seed we saw Jokic win as a sixth seed that award MVP to me is always in the mean, you know what? Not the best player on the best fucking team. It was you were the best player in the fucking league, right? Yeah. I would have LeBron and Dwight over D Rose that year. Especially especially Dwight, dude. Even like if if there was one guy else to win MVP that year that wasn't LeBron, it should be Dwight Howard. I understand you said D Rose was the only offensive engine, you feel me? But I'm sorry, bro. You cannot look into that camera and tell me D Rose was a better player. Than, than LeBron or Dwight Howard. Those are two guys doing it on both sides of the floor. You feel me? And we, t- we want to talk about second stars. And that time, who was the second star to Dwight Howard? Because Jameer Nelson wasn't an all-star, for example. Um, Hedo wasn't that type of guy anymore. 
who is the second star? Nobody, really. So this man was averaging like 23 points per game, 12 rebounds, defensive player of the year, defensive monster. Wasn't even close to who was the best defender in the league. Then you go over to LeBron, who probably averages 27-7-7. I don't even have to look it up. I'm very confident that's probably what he had. He was still one of the best. He was still part of one of the best teams in the fucking league. He was dominant. This is LeBron who's still playing great defense. And guess what? Yes, it, this is a, an award that goes out before the championship and all that. But guess what? We saw who went to the fucking finals that year. You feel me? They smoked the Bulls. Oh, we can't say that. It, but they smoked the Bulls. They did, but you... you they smoked them. They, they did, they but smoked like them. you said, it's a regular season it's award. It's a regular season and award. But th- even in the regular season, LeBron was the best player on the planet. By far. I don't know. By far. I think LeBron and Dwight... And then, of course, Kobe were the three best players in the world at that time, which puts D-Rose at four. I still think D-Rose got it because even same thing that you said, D-Rose also did not have an all-star on that team other than himself. But like I said, if that's the argument, and then, I think, then why why not give it to Dwight if I it's think, not going to LeBron And also, or Kobe? I think the Bulls probably had a worse like supporting cast around him than the Magic did. Than the Magic? Yeah. So who, bro? Who, Keith Bogans was a starter for the Bulls. Ma- who's matching Wall Dang uh, on the fucking Magic? It would be Hidu, who's already older. His best year was two thousand nine. So that's what two years prior. But he wasn't. He wasn't as good as he was in two thousand nine. That Finals run where he when he started playing that playmaking four, that he wasn't like that anymore. Jameer Nelson was an All Star, but then he he was not an All Star ever again. He was never at that same tier. You feel me? Dwight right. was carrying that team offensively and defensively, bro. That four-out offense, that shit only worked out because of who Dwight Howard is. No one was fucking with him in the paint on offense or defense. And that and that's getting off topic talking about Dwight, but it's just to say, like, if the argument is, all right, it's about help, then why didn't Dwight win? If it's about who is the best player in the league um, on the fucking planet, why didn't LeBron win? You feel me? So it's like D Rose doesn't win based on having the least help, and he doesn't win on being the best player in the world. If in my opinion, if we're going by best player on the planet, was James Harden the best player on the planet in 2018? You could make the argument that he was. If he wasn't number one, he was number two for that year, strictly that year. We're going sure. by that year, that specific year. So, because you could argue LeBron, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, he was he was better than KD. And I guess you could say him and Curry was an argument, and then LeBron's always going to be in that argument for number one. But even like I said, LeBron, like I said, LeBron should have won twenty eighteen as well. So it should have been either LeBron or or fucking Harden. Just those are the two best players on the planet. And I think by far LeBron was the best. LeBron has been the best player in the world, basically from oh nine ten to let's say where do we want to cut it off seventeen eighteen because nineteen twenty got hurt. And 2021, well, 1920, which was the bubble, Giannis didn't win a championship. He was, still, he was still the best player in the world. Not yet. Giannis, I think Giannis that year specifically was DPOY as well. Not yet. I just feel like the Bulls just would gradually improve like year after year. Like they went from AC at his rookie year, AC the year after, and then number one seed. Like that, that type of jump is like crazy. And then even then, even that 2011 Magic team, like the year after, with Dwight missing a shit ton of games, the team still made the playoffs. Barely. They barely made it, but they they were still in. Like they were still. But by that in. argument, when D Rose was out in twelve thirteen, bro, 
they still made it and by a good yeah, amount. But, it wasn't like they were scratching and clawing. They made it by a good yeah, amount. Yeah, but they had Joakim Noah playing a majority of the season, and that was his first All-Star year. But you're, you're, telling me, you're telling me a team that swaps out D. Rose, right, who's supposedly the best player in the NBA, you swap him out for Nate Robinson, and it's still, I forgot if they're the four or the five seed. That doesn't make you look yeah, any different. It's Nate Robinson. Not yet, but offense. Nate Robinson. They were, they were different, though. And Jimmy Butler wasn't Jimmy Butler yet, either. No, yeah, that's true. But offensively, they were drastically different. They weren't the same team. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at the Magic team right now. So his help was 34-year-old Vince Carter, 30-year-old Jason Richardson, two guys out of their prime, Jameer Nelson, who was starting to fall off a little bit, Rashard Lewis, Hito, who was past his prime as well. He went from, okay, this year he averaged 11 points. His best season, which was the final season, he averaged 17. And even the year before that, he averaged 19.5. So, yeah, that two years definitely did make a big fucking difference. You feel me? So, it, it's just like, realistically speaking, bro, his help was not there. 34-year-old Vince Carter, Jason Richardson, who I don't think he's ever made the All-Star game. Of course, because there was great shooting guards in the Western Conference, but he was past the hill as well. Jameer Nelson was not All-Star anymore. Hedo was not that guy anymore. Rashard Lewis was not that guy anymore. So it's like, if it's based on help, why not give it to Dwight? If it's based on help and not the best player in the world, why not give it to Dwight Howard instead of D-Rose? Well, just sticking to that year, it was just Lowell. Like, Lowell was like the only other option on that team. Because, like I said, Noah missed games, Boozer missed games. You had Keith Bogan starting, who was a zero on the court. Ronnie Brewer was a rotational piece who didn't do anything. Okay. Uh, Captain Kirk was not even there. He was on the Wizards. So that there goes your second point guard. Uh, CJ Watson didn't really play like that. The only other pr- player was like Kyle Korver off the bench. But even then, he wasn't doing what he was doing on the Hawks. He was just a shooter off the bench. So like... He D Rose was literally like the entire engine for that team, and like Noah and Dang became all stars the years that that D Rose was out Correct. with injury. So that and Tom Thibodeau coaches teams were like they'll be well off enough like defensively where they could just hold their own and they could just hang their hat on that, and then offensively would just shit would just come and go. That's why they were able to hang on in twelve thirteen, and then again in thirteen fourteen when Jimmy Butler started to take a little bit. So. But we would see the regression each year. like, And even then, 2011, Joakim Noah was not the same Joakim Noah in 2013 of or in 2014. So that for me, that just tells me. And if we're just sticking off regular season, like I'm not even going to talk about the playoffs because like that has nothing to do with this MVP conversation. But like they would battle with the Heat. like In the regular season, yes, they yeah, did. They would battle. I, I believe they won every game. Yeah, the they won the series. I don't know if they, yeah. like, I don't know if they swept them, though. I don't remember if they swept them. But they them. definitely won but the series. Yeah. yeah, hindsight, regular season don't mean shit. But those those were actually competitive games. Like, I hear what you're saying about Dwight, but I don't know. I think I think it's just the jump that the Bulls made from that year to the next is, like, something you can't ignore. Same thing with Steve Nash when he first joined Phoenix. That turnaround... From the from the that year before to when he got there, that's that's hard. Do that turnaround's historic though. That's that's the difference. Though. That turnaround was historic, bro. That was taking a D Rose, like you said, took a forty-one win team to sixty wins, correct? But that was just from him improving. Steve Nash joined a team that was sub thirty wins 
And just the sole addition of him added 30 wins to a team, bro. 30 wins, bro. 30 wins. Like, that's 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 something we'll never see ever again, I promise you. We'll never see a team just join a team like that. Because even when LeBron went back to the Cavs, they won like 30-something games with, with Kyrie. And they, the, that next year, they won only like 50-something games. They didn't win 60 games. You feel me? They probably won like what? I could double-check that. They won, they won 56 games in 2016, I think. But they never cracked 60. I know that for a fact. But LeBron didn't add 30 wins to that team. Not even the addition of him added 30 wins to that We're Cavs just going to go from what, the year that... 13, 14, or 14, 15. Okay. And while you do that, I'm gonna, I'm still going to keep talking about... I'm going to be real with you, I think. Because D-Rose is phenomenal, bro. But he was never the best player on the planet. That's why I think the problem with the NBA and the, and the awards in general... A lot of this shit just be strictly narrative-based, bro. You have this young guy. He could barely drink alcohol. He's exciting. Um, yes, you say he was like the sole offensive engineer of his team, so on and so forth. Hometown kid, 60-something wins, whatever. That's all narrative-based, you feel me? Beat the Heat, beat these bad guy Heat dudes that no one fucking liked, right? That's all like narrative. But you look at the best pair in the fucking world, bro. It was between LeBron, Dwight, and Kobe. Those were the three best players in that season, bro. If we was to do a draft, Justin, like I said before, you cannot look into that fucking camera and go into that season or even the season after. If you was to do a fantasy draft for the 11-12 season, you're not going to tell me I'm taking D-Rose with the first pick to build my team. You know what's funny? You're not doing that, bro. You know what's funny? That's actually my favorite Derrick Rose season. Not even that. 11-12. Yeah. Yeah, And he was great too. Yeah. But like I said, if if the 10-11 season just ended right now, Ask the Justin, like like a My League thing, right? Let's say it was real life, though. Are, where, are where we you going could, like me draft. right now or? <laughs> like right now, even, because back then, like we was younger, like right now with what you know about ball, with your knowledge on ball, you know a lot about fucking ball. Right now, after the 10-11 season and without the hindsight that this man's going to get fucking hurt, right? It is September in 2011 and you could make a fucking draft of whoever you want, right? Are you picking D-Rose first? No, I'll probably pick LeBron. If How was, many guys would you pick before before D Rose? At the uh honestly, probably two. LeBron and who? LeBron and Kobe. You're not picking Dwight after his monster season. Mm-mm. You're not picking Dwight. Nah. You're not picking Dirk after his ring. Nah. <laughs> You're not picking Tim Duncan. Uh no no <laughs> you're not picking Tim Duncan nah all right if, if, if like Tim was, Duncan was good I, even I, if it's just for one season though like I forgot to reiterate that like it's not like oh this is who you're gonna build around for the next five years like for that one season so you're picking LeBron Kobe you're not picking Dwight for whatever reason you just said yeah I'm taking who else was the top player that year um you're not taking CP3 Mm-mm. you're not taking Durant <sighs> that he might be so LeBron Durant Kobe. Right, Durant might be three, okay. like if we're just going. But then it's I don't know. Derrick Rose at that time was just like, it was just crazy. I mean, Durant has an argument because he was like, I think he was also like twenty two or twenty one. Mm-hmm. He might have been like twenty two, and he led the league in scoring. So he might be the only one in that. Kevin Durant was another guy better than D Rose that season. Thank you for pointing that out. So that's like, nah, not that season. I, I, as as a player in the world, I would rather have Kevin Durant. Yeah, but you also had Russell Westbrook, who was a I wouldn't all-star. Take, I wouldn't take Russ that time over over D Rose yet. 
Not yet. Oh no, obviously not. But, no, but like what I'm saying, like fantasy draft, like my league, whatever. When you change the settings, that like you draft your team. Give me LeBron. Give me Kobe. Give me Dwight. Give me give me Durant. And then I'll have the argument over of CP versus him. So that's borderline like five guys. So D Rose after the postseason of 2011, you can make an argument like shit. He might not be top five, even though he won MVP. That's what I'm saying. That was that was strictly narrative based. You feel me? Um, you taking Melo over him? At that time, nah. It's a debate. You have to at least admit it's a the debate. Only, the only like pushback I give Kevin Durant is like he had more talent around him than D Rose at that time. But it doesn't matter. I'm saying as a player, strictly a player, from what you saw them do as a player on both sides of the floor, playmaking, defense, scoring, where you could score from all that bullshit, right? Rebounding, whatever. For their size, of course, as well. You not taking KD over over D Rose. Oh yeah, we're t- talking size, yeah. Like But like strictly that obviously. year. But I'm saying like according Kevin to their size. No, but like when I no, when I said according <laughs> to their size, I'm saying like when I said rebounding, I'm saying according to their size, like D Rose averaging five rebounds at that time is worth more than Durant averaging seven. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. D-Rose is 6'2". You feel me? KD's seven foot. That's another reason why it's like really impressive that he was doing that. But, well, I don't even know if he averaged five. I'm just saying like if he did average five, nah, I don't he think he, like fucking four. Nah, I think he averaged me? like three and a half, four. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. my point is just basically like, look, like just, just look at their skill sets, bro. There's a couple players you could take over D-Rose just in that time after his MVP season. So this is after the finals. Um, I know I threw Dirk's name out there. I was just naming people. I wouldn't take Dirk either over over D Rose uh, in a player ranking, even though he just won the finals against the big three. But strictly viewing them as players, not narrative wise, there's like four guys cemented better than him, and you could argue there's a fifth guy. And I could be forgetting people, bro. I mean, like the big three Celtics were all old by that time, just going through every team. Stoudemire was not better than than D Rose, but when Steve Nash was already too old, Jay Kidd was old. Um, Danny Granger obviously is not better than D Rose ever one time in his life. Who am I fucking forgetting? Brandon Roy was not better than D Rose. Marcus Aldridge is not better than D Rose. Tim Duncan was not better than D Rose. TP, maybe you could argue it. But TP let me ask really you something: good. When has the MVP? Never slightly had to do a little bit with narrative. It's, but no, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm admitting. I'm admitting. You yeah. feel me? It should be the best player in the fucking world, though. Which is why I said LeBron should have five or six minimum. When realistically, the guy should have like eight. You feel me? The guy should have like fucking eight MVPs. Mike, you could argue should have had like fucking eight, ten, whatever. You feel me? There's a yeah, lot. There's a couple guys. Those are the only two guys you could you could say they should have won more MVPs because. At least with Magic and Bird, it's like three and three apiece. That's fair. They were equals. You feel me? Kobe, even though it rubs people, a lot of people the wrong way, he deserved one MVP. You feel me? You could argue for a second one, but at the end of the day, he was competing against Dirk, who was undoubtedly the best fucking player in the world in 2007. Tim Duncan, who you could argue should have had more MVPs, was incredible. He was phenomenal. KG in 04 was the best fucking player in the world. Steve Nash in 05, 06. Steve Nash was the only threat to Dirk, right? And this is where narrative kind of comes into place as well. Because Dirk was the one seed. They won like 60-something games before they got beat by the eight seed. And they didn't want D. I don't. I strongly think they didn't want Steve Nash to 3 MVPs. But he could have, right? 
But those guys were all at the same time, like on the same level. You feel me? LeBron, same level. They were, those guys are all on the same level. That's why I said Kobe deserved like one. But to dominate a fucking decade like LeBron did, that man should have like six or seven MVPs. He, As a player, he was better than D-Rose that year. As a player, he was better than Harden in 2018. Shit, he was just he was just a better player so many fucking years, bro. Is 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 just the truth. That's why I say MVP should be the best fucking player in the world. That's why I disagreed with the Embiid shit this year, for example. Yeah. Embiid was not better than Giannis. He was not better than Jokic. Oh yeah. I'll Either admit, one of them should I'll have admit their third this MVP. year Embiid cried for that shit. And that's, it, that's, but what that's what I'm saying. It should not be narrative based. The MVP should always be this is the best fucking player in the world. I think it's always going to be production mixed with narrative. And in 2011, Derrick Rose had the production, and the narrative just slightly fit in his favor. Just, just more than anyone else. More than anyone else, just because th- everything that the Bulls went from the season prior to that season. Even you say Kevin Durant, you would have took over him when he finally won MVP. You know why? Because Russell Westbrook was hurt the majority of that mm-hmm. season, and his second. But his, he had the production. Yeah, he even, had the production. Even like if I Russ said, Russ was there, and he still averaged at 30 on 50, 40, 90. That's why I didn't say LeBron should have won MVP in 13-14. That's probably the like one of the few years I'm like, shit, that guy was just better than him. That in 15-16 Curry, that's the only two times where I'm like, I throw up my hands, I'm like, shit. During LeBron's probably like, you guys are just fucking better. Yeah, cause- but like 14-50, I'm I'm taking LeBron over Curry. You feel me? I'm taking I'm taking LeBron and KD over Curry in 14-15. People always say Harden that year. You could make an argument for Harden. I mean, but they were equals that year. Back to what I was saying. Yeah, 13-14 Kevin Durant, you had Westbrook who missed, like, the majority of that season, but you still had Kevin Durant giving you 32 points a game. Mm-hmm. Like, it was stupid. Like, it was undeniable that he was the MVP. Like, and his second best player was, like, Reggie Jackson. But like, he didn't need narrative is what I'm saying. Just based on his production, my nigga, he did not need any narrative. Not when but, you average 32, fuck the narrative, bro. The narrative could be Russell Westbrook died. You feel me? The narr- That shit don't matter. But, but D-Rose averaged... 25, he did not lead the league in scoring. He didn't do something brand new. He was great. He was great. He didn't do something brand new like Russ with triple doubles. He didn't average a crazy amount of points, like 37 points per game, like like Harden did, whatever the fuck he did, 36, 35, whatever. He didn't do some new shit we never seen before, you feel me? He was great. But I don't think there was ever a more narrative-driven MVP like given besides Embiid. It's like him and Embiid, were strictly narrative based. Everyone yeah. else, I would say, was fucking ability. And then, of course, MJ's like the MVPs that he's missed out on. Carl Malone, that's was, narrative. That's, that's well, that's voter fatigue. Yeah, that's more fatigue. so than narrative. Those are two different things. But like strictly narrative, bro. Like those are the two nar- most narrative driven awards we've seen. I don't think like KD. You're saying KD, for example, thirteen, fourteen. That's not narrative, bro. Whether Westbrook was there, whether Westbrook yeah, wasn't the, the there, narrative whether Westbrook it, played 50 games, the man averaged 32 points. He was playmaking. He, he had a 50-40-90 fucking club. He was phenomenal. He led the league in scoring by far, bro. He was just phenomenal, narrative or not. Whether Westbrook was there or not, whether whether there was a narrative or something, bro, he was fine. Now, if he won it, because he averaged like 27, which is still great, 26-27, not 50, 40, 90, shit like that. Not really playmaking too much. And Westbrook was gone. That's narrative. But the man had supreme production, bro. 
that's one of the best offensive seasons we've seen, bro. Yeah. And it's one of the best offensive seasons in the past 20 years. But it also is a boost when you're missing your second best player. It's a small boost, but for his production, his production blew the narrative out the water is what I'm saying. D. Rose is more so narrative driven than it was production driven because he's so fucking young. Like I said, hometown kid, 60 something games. What was it? 62 wins? 60, 60, 60, 62 and 20, yeah. 62 wins. Um... Your second guy is Luol Deng, averaging 17. Your guys are hurt. Um, you got Thibs, whatever. You're mostly a defensive-driven team. You you really the sole guy, whatever, to do this and that, whatever. But he didn't lead the league in scoring, and he didn't do anything brand new. You feel me? A lot of MVPs we've seen, they did something we've never seen before. Curry in 2015-16 did something we've never seen. KD did something that's very hard to replicate. Uh, Harden averaged 35, 36 points per game. You feel me? 2012, 13, LeBron was a fucking monster. And it wasn't even close, the gap between him and him, him and who was number two, which was Kevin Durant. It was a big-ass fucking gap that year. You feel me? So you either got to be the best player by far. In my opinion, you should either be the best player by far or you got to do some shit we haven't seen before in a, in a hot minute. That's the two things. Narrative, I don't give a fuck about narrative. You feel me? I, I don't but care it, about it's always gonna play a part. It's always gonna play a part. But my argument is there should be narrative has no place in MVP discussions. Give it to the best fucking player in the world. And to me, it wasn't D Rose. D Rose was not a top three player that year. Solely as a player, he was not a top three player that year. To me, I would take LeBron. I would take Dwight. I would take Kobe over him. And then I can make the argument for Durant as well that year. I I would rather take Durant. Nah, I probably I wouldn't take Durant that year. Durant was phenomenal, bro. Yeah, Durant Almost was good twenty-eight that year. points per game at that age. Led the league in scoring. I, I I'll give him his respect, bro. I'll I'll give him his respect. D Rose was great, bro. He was he was great, but I think it's it's a lot of nostalgia driven by it too. The discourse with him now, um, I test like highlight wise, he was fucking fun. The dunk on Goran Dragic, it was fun. It was fun to watch. D Rose is some of the most fun I had watching basketball ever in my life. But solely just talking about the best player in the world for that year, it just was not him, bro. I mean, you say they have to bring something new. I would argue that the new thing is not really had doesn't really have to do with points or being the best player in the world. But like, I don't know if we will see another player that just got swept in round one or bounced in five. New coach, new turnaround, all this, dealing with injuries to your team. And then the next season, you are undoubtedly, you guys are like overwhelmingly the number one team in the NBA. And you are the charge of that. You're the lead charge. That's like, I don't even know. That's like if Halliburton next year, Pacers are number one seed. He's an all-star, first team all-NBA. So if, if Luca if, if was to lose Kyrie, right? And they was to do some I wouldn't shit even like say Luca. Is would that say- MVP? I wouldn't even say Luca. I would say like, because Luca, we've already seen him reach those MVPs. But I'm saying like he loses his second star, right? For the whole season. God forbid Kyrie tears ACL preseason. Yeah. Luca doesn't really have guys like that. He would have a supporting cast similar to that Bulls team. Yeah. He don't really got shit around him besides Kyrie. If he was to get top two, three seed, are you just going to give him MVP? He's going to be a heavy favorite. Yeah. But are you going to give it to him? If Jokic was to do the same thing he did last year, if Giannis was to do the same thing he did last year, are you giving, you personally, Justin Valen, are you giving him MVP? 
If he's a top one two seed, I would probably put him in there. Why? That's not that's not something we we've never seen before. Because now you're saying D Rose is the only guy to do it. If someone replicates it, why should we give it to him? That's not nothing brand new. Yeah, but this is this version is a little bit different because like we've seen the Mavericks be like we've seen them have success and be them reach the conference final. So we have that already in our heads. I'm going off of like a young player coming into the league had no playoffs. All you had was like a cup of coffee in the first round. And then all of a sudden next year, you're already one of one of the upper echelon teams in the league. And we did not see that coming. And you're compete. You're an all NBA player. You're an all star. Like, and then postseason, you're making like, you're making deep playoff runs, like shit like that. Like, that's something like I guess people people like to point to Iverson in 01. Yeah, that's my point. That, so, so this is where I'm gonna fucking interrupt you. This is where you get packed up. This is why I roll you into a Marley. I grab the lighter and I light that shit up and I pack you up. It's not something brand new because Allen Iverson did the same shit, bro. He might have had two more years of experience, but what was his playoff success before 2001? Nothing. He ain't, he ain't do shit in the playoffs. He might have played one playoff series before before 2001. He's the sole offensive engineer on his team. He has no other offense around him. The man's just strictly defense around him, which is just like the Bulls thing. So it's not even strictly brand new. And he was scoring, of course, he had more volume. He was scoring way more than D. Rose. You feel me? So where Scrolling is it? Way more, but so yeah. where? So where is it that this is this D Rose thing he is was, completely? He brand was a new? lot more inefficient than D Rose too, though. Sure, but back then, you feel me? He was he was the guy. He was the guy in his team. Defense was a little bit tougher. The guy was packing. He was packing dudes up, and that further pushes my narrative of narrative meaning too much, because Shaq was still the best player in the world at that time. Shaq was better than Iverson. Tim Duncan was better than Iverson. There's no shame in being the third best guy when it comes to Iverson that year. You have two top 10 players that were just better than you. But he got pushed through because of narrative. And he has the same exact thing. The D-Rose story is a, is, is a copy and paste of what Allen Iverson did. You feel me? And this is before even knowing what happens in the playoffs. So this isn't even about him taking the Lakers one game away from the Lakers when they almost went perfect. He did the same, D-Rose did the same shit as Allen Iverson. He copied the formula, whatever, and so forth. Had the narrative behind him to win MVP. It's the same thing. I wouldn't even he say just it. wasn't as young as D-Rose. I, wasn't even, I wouldn't even say this the same thing because you, like, Philly was, like, they were a higher seed than the, Bull, than the Bulls, like, the year prior to Allen Iverson's MVP, and they went to the what second round. What seed were they? They were the fifth seed. They are the fifth seed? Yeah. Okay. And, but that was at his only playoff series before 2001? No, prior to that, he went. What was it, 90? I'm about to see right now. Because I, I, I really don't know. I think it was 98. It, it, they went to the second round in 98, 99. Because it's not even a gotcha. I, I really don't know. Because I know he was not in the playoff. He was not making deep playoff In runs. 99, 2000, he went to round two. And they were the fifth seed. And then, yeah, I think it was 98, 99. They went to the second round. Yeah, 98, 99. Let's see. 98, but you can continue while I look at this. 98, 99. Yeah, yeah, they so, they yeah. beat the Magic. They beat they the got, Magic? And they got swept. That was, that was 98, 99? 98, 99. Okay. 99, 2000, they also made the second round. They got yeah. beat by the Pacers again. So he, he played two subpar teams in the first round. Yeah, I times. mean, it don't matter. He got, he got more. 
He got right just based on that. He got more shit like than D Rose did at that time. Just going off their two MVP seasons. But D Rose, wait, D Rose had two fucking um, playoff series as well. D Rose well, made the playoffs two yeah, years but, as well, so they yeah. both made it two years. The only so, difference you're saying we, is one dude won two series, right? Yeah, but they both made the playoffs twice before. Yeah, but at the that's end of the, the thing day. I'm saying though. The the two times prior to D Rose's MVP, he was an eight seed and got bounced in round one. Yes, his rookie year is most famously known for taking that Celtics team to seven games, and then the year after, he got gentlemen swept by the Cavs. But that first he played one more game than Allen Iverson because they played best of five back then. So AI played eight games, eight playoff games, and D Rose played seven. Yeah. Sure, the year after both of their second years. AI played 10 games versus D Rose's five, but that first year, because it was a best of five series, the guy the guy only played one more game than D Rose in the playoffs. Was it another round? Sure. He got the taste of victory. He beat up um Penny Hardaway and no, not even Penny Hardaway. Who would have been on that team? I think that would have been Penny Hardaway just about to leave. He wasn't a son yet. What year was that? That was 98-99. Orlando? Oh yeah. There was no Grant, there was no T Mac. It yeah. was probably just Penny on his last legs before he went to the Suns, right? Yeah. And then he got swept by Reggie Miller. So it's like he played one more game and that, and that was it. You feel me? In that first year. Did he get a ser- did he win a series? Sure, but strictly just going off games and experience, he played one more game. It's not a big difference. But it's the reason I say it's the same thing is because you said like the narrative. Sole offensive guy. The structure around you is strictly defense, all these defensive guys that, that can't create their own bucket. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll argue, bro. I'll be honest with you. Law dang with AI. I, I don't like doing what ifs and shit, but that's a clear fucking upgrade on the offensive end, bro. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure AI would kill somebody to have had Luol Dang as the second option. You feel me? So my thing is, like, yes, two d- defensive first-minded teams. That's very true with one guy, one small guy being all of your offense, basically controlling your whole entire offense, whatever. But it's not something brand new like you were trying to say before. It's not It's not a brand new concept. We've seen it been done before. Those two guys just, they did it and it worked. But we've seen times where it doesn't fucking work. I mean, the flip side to that is like, Derrick Rose would love to have another ball handler. Like AI yeah, had Eric Snow and George Lynch. I don't, I don't, bro, you, you, bro, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think anybody in the right mind is trading Luol Dane for Eric Snow. No, but I'm saying like, you got to remember AI was a two guard. Understandably so. And so yes, he was playing he, next to a point he guard. He didn't have all the ball handling duties. He did. But, but he would trade Eric Snow for Luol Dane. Oh yeah, of course. But I'm saying. Anyone would. But I'm saying like, D Rose did not have no Eric, like he did not have no other ball handler. He was the only ball handler on that team. So I guess this opens up a can of worms on. What do you value more, another another ball handler or offensive production, which is a whole other argument that we're not even going to no, start to have. That, that, would, that would go out of control. Obviously, no, I'd could, rather have the... No, but, either, no I'm, I'm, I know you're saying, obviously, but I'll be real with you. You could make an argument for either one. It's not one is more important than the other. But in my opinion, with AI, I'm pretty sure he would prefer to be the sole ball handler and have some offensive production next to him. And I'm sure D. Rose... I don't think D Rose would want another ball handler in in favor of having fucking Luol Dang. Like Luol Dang was just so much better than Eric Snow. No, if but Eric I- Snow was a great ball handler, playmaker, averaging I don't know fucking 14, 15 points. You have an argument. You feel no, me? No, but I'm saying like I feel like it's so undervalued having a secondary ball handler. 100%. Not even just to play with Derrick Rose, but like when he goes to the bench and to keep the offense afloat. 
Because, like, when Derrick Rose is going to the bench, nigga, you got C.J. Watson and Keith Bogans in the game. Like, mm-hmm. like that is not sustainable. Like, And this is a year before Rip Hamilton gets there. Kirk Heinrich. Like, they would have loved Kirk Heinrich on this team. Mm-hmm. But, like, Derrick Rose did not have that. Like, Allen Iverson, yeah, you were saying he would love to be the sole ball handler. But, like, it'll leave some pressure if you have Eric Snow, George Lynch. Like, those guys, they weren't household names. But, like, they were steady guys. Like, like. Those guys were like steady guys in the league, so they they could keep shit afloat. Like especially when Allen Iverson had the task to go score the basketball, and that was his main job. You got you had guys like Eric Snow and George Lynch that were putting other guys in their spots, getting shooters open, uh, driving driving in for gaps and getting other guys open. So like when you have that shit, it kind of eases some shit off you. But Derrick Rose didn't have that shit. He literally he had to do all of that shit and more. Yeah, but like I said, it's more of an Ariman preference, like. I know you're saying Eric Snow making plays for other guys to score besides AI, but for AI and his preferences, I'm sure he would have rather someone else that that could fucking score for him. And he, he, I'm sure he would prefer to take over that duty of having to drive and kick to Luol Deng because I'm sure he would have done it if he just had the personnel. He had no problem giving up some of the scoring responsibility, bro. We saw him, we saw him do a mellow. He went from like a 32 point per game guy to 26, you know, which is still elite you feel me but man i i i think i guess kind of to conclude this i just think the awards should go to the best pair in the world um ai and d rose are two guys seen in the same light 2001 shaq and tim duncan were two players that were better than ai lebron dwight kobe in my opinion were better players than d rose all three guys even kevin durant three, four guys that, that deserve the award if the MVP was strictly based on who is the best fucking player in the world. Oh, uh, yeah. You said Tim Duncan, and I was just like, uh But not like, no, I'm, I'm saying Tim Duncan in 2001 was better oh, than Oh, I thought you meant two, Tim Duncan 2011. I was like... No, 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 no. 2001, like Tim Duncan, Shaq were better than AI. You know? It's, oh. it's, not, it's not a secret. That's what I'm saying. Best player in the world should win MVP. That's my closing statement. Nah, yeah, for me, like, it's never just going to be best player in the world, like, as much as people want it to be, like, and yeah, in the back of my mind, sometimes I'm like, damn, I think LeBron should have got an 18, but sometimes it just don't work out like that, but then you have other instances where, like, not all, not only do the narratives work in your favor, but, like, you also had the production, maybe not like all these other guys, but, like, you were able to uplift everyone just, like, Cause like the way I see it, a lot of other people that may have been in the conversation or people believe deserved it more, they had the luxury of having things go their way or like the rosters built a certain way for them where they could excel. For me, Derrick Rose did not have those same luxuries, but he was still able to uplift his team and put them into the upper echelon of teams in that in that early 2010s. So for me, that would be my closing statement. That's 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 a fair statement. Well, guys, it's going to wrap it up for J&J for this time. Hope you guys enjoyed everything. It was a great talk, um, even without too much news. Really yeah. love that any discussion that we were able to have. We will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.